Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories, the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassier Rice, and I have the pleasure to be your host for this podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Business Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have with us Louise. Hello, Louise. Hello, good afternoon. Oh, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for inviting me. So tell us a little bit about your business. Okay, so my business is called Louise Bowditch, the M-Word. And it was born out of a desire to help other women on their menopausal journey. And it was instigated by my own, shall we say, interesting experiences. Wow. And yes, so and I, when I started to research to help myself, that's when I was completely gobsmacked um, that... Lots of women that I spoke to who were going through the same thing didn't have any information. They had no support. They didn't know what to expect, et cetera, et cetera. And the fact that also it was such a taboo subject, even in the 21st century. So those two things sort of, if you like, guided me to then research more, learn more, study more. And that's how the M word was born. Wow, fabulous. Well, I think um, it'd be wonderful for, for people to hear your story of how you got to that part. As you indicated, there, you went through, if you're happy to share that, of course. Yeah, of course. Yes. So it's, I will condense it because one of the things that you learn with the menopause, the perimenopause, postmenopause, it's a very elongated period of time for a lot of women. So my story probably started when I was still a florist. I've had a eclectic creative career and I landed in the world of flowers and still love flowers to this day and it was the very beginnings of that sort of hormonal roller coaster that women tend to go on and I didn't have a clue what was causing it and so I found myself awake at night with chronic anxiety now I have suffered with anxiety and depression in the past but this was very different that I couldn't relate it to anything. There wasn't anything in particular that I was very uh, worried about, stressed about. And it was a horrible feeling that happened a few times and then sort of on and off, you know, I started to get a little bit warm. I'd go, Oh, I'm having a vapor kind of thing. Still in complete denial, you know, still in complete denial. And then sort of fast forward a few years, um, the anxiety was still there and now it was starting to creep into my life during the day. It wasn't just a sort of a nighttime one-off thing that happened, you know, once every couple of months, this was something that I'd wake up and I could feel the anxiety sort of build. And it all came to sort of a head when I was, we were looking, we were looking to rent a house. So I suppose in a way I had an additional stress going on. We were selling one house and we were looking to rent another. And I was stood in the middle of an estate agent's, talking to this very lovely uh, woman who was asking me all these questions about dates and moving and what we were looking for, etc. And I tried to ignore a series of horrendous hot flushes. And it was one after the other, after the other. And I literally had, I know people on the podcast won't be able to see this, but I had sweat pouring down my face. You know, I'm using my hands to sort of <laughs> show how much sweat was there. And it was really that moment that I thought this is not 
this is not good. I can't deny any longer. I can't bury my head in the sand any longer. I need to do something about it. And that really started my research and study and learning as much as I could. And then what I found from that, yes, there are lots of physical symptoms or effects of the menopause that women may experience. But I was most interested in the psychological effects because I really didn't know that there were that many. I thought perhaps there may have been low mood and um, sort of, I don't know, some upset about the passing of what's been and not knowing what the future holds, that kind of thing. I did not know it was going to be so impactful into my daily life, the psychological effects. Wow. So, so many questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. so, so I've heard of the physiological effects, and you, you indicated there's so many psychological ones. What would be some of the things to look out for? Yes. So a lot of women, unfortunately, get sort of misdiagnosed as just having anxiety or depression in their sort of mid-40s. I mean, the perimenopause, which is the stage before the menopause, sort of, I rewind, the menopause itself is actually one day, And it's a whole 12 months since the last date of your uh, period, your sort of your last period, if you like. So the menopause itself is one day because it's that length of time, that 12 months between having a period and stopping. So anything before that is classed as perimenopause. Some some people might call it premenopause. And that perimenopausal stage can start as early as 35 And it's when the reproductive hormones slowly start to decline, which is why the older you get, you can sometimes have issues conceiving because the reproductive hormones aren't there. So that sort of perimenopausal stage, um, for me, really, I I was about 44, I suppose, 45, when I started to notice some things. And the things I noticed were this anxiety that really didn't have a real anchor, the anxiety was there. The mood would come and go, feeling very emotional. You know, now I know it's a bit of a cliche, um, you know, women with, who suffer with, you know, uh, PMS, et cetera, et cetera. But you kind of, you hope as you, as you age, you come to have a better understanding of yourself emotionally. But I found that I couldn't really pinpoint why my mood was so low on occasions where I'd have very... Um, unusual sort of emotional outbursts if you like I suppose being moody is one of them but it's this feeling of being lost this a feeling of not quite knowing who you are anymore it, it's sort of multi, it's multi-layered yes multi-layered and can really lead you down if you're struggling along with the physical side as well can lead you down a bit of a rabbit hole if I'm honest yeah and um you know I won't make any um disclaimer I'm still struggling on days I still struggle you know I'm recently back to my business I had to have some time away from my business because my own menopausal um symptoms and effects were very difficult for me so it is can be a very difficult time and lots of women sort of think that they're alone they don't necessarily talk about it the shame embarrassment guilt 
um, all these kind of very negative emotions around it, about what it means as you as a woman, your relationships, all these other things that sort of come out of nowhere that you perhaps not really spoken about or thought about before suddenly become really uh, in the forefront of your mind. Yes. So if there's somebody listening to this and they kind of feel they're kind of at that stage or been experiencing some of this, what, what would you suggest that they do? I think the first thing to do is to perhaps keep a little diary of what they're experiencing and any other external triggers that perhaps could be contributing to their mood or their physical symptoms, if you like. Um, Watch also what they're eating and drinking at the time, alcohol, spicy food, um, and uh, caffeine can all trigger hot flushes. So watch if you have some sort of reaction to any of those. I mean, we all love a, a, you know, a spicy curry and it's great to have a glass of wine with that spicy curry. Um, I don't drink caffeine. I gave up caffeine quite a long time ago for other reasons, but um, you know, lots of, lots of people love their cup of coffee first thing in the morning, but it does have an effect on the physical symptoms of the menopause. So I think I would keep a diary just Keep a watch on what's triggering anything in particular. Watch your mood. Keeping a mood diary is actually very helpful. And I think it would just be perhaps going to see your GP as a first port of call. Although blood tests are very hard to come by. Not not all GPs are very well trained, I hate to say it, in the menopause. So all right, wow. It's a miss a bit, I'm afraid. So this is um, probably a question from my perspective. If, or So let's say somebody who's got a partner that may be going through it or knows somebody who's close to them that's going through it. How could they support them? Okay, so this is a really great question because I really struggled in my, my own experience to explain how I actually felt to my partners to my partner's partner and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've only got one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the same one for 30 plus years but um I was really struggling how to explain to my husband how I felt and also to my sons and my daughter varying ages and I think the, one of the first things to do is to not be afraid to talk to your nearest and dearest to let them know how you're feeling one of the best bits of advice I think I can give to anyone who wants to instigate that what could be a difficult conversation, especially with um, if it's a new partner, perhaps it's in the workplace, perhaps, um, you know, your relationship with your, you know, your other half is a little bit delicate. Whatever it is, you might have these reservations for talking about it. Opening the channels of communication is one of the first and most important things you can do. And how I would suggest anyone tries to describe it and how I'm going to try and describe it to you, I'm going to ask you some questions. So do you remember when you were a teenager? Yes. Yes. Um, What can you, can you remember how everyone was out to get you? How isolated maybe you felt or how the world was out to get you? I mean, what was your experience of being a teenage lad? I was very shy as a young lad. So, um, sort of very kind of kept to myself and sort of went bright red if anyone ever talked to me. 
you are okay so that's 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 helpful so so you kind of have some idea of how difficult it might be to communicate with others how you were feeling yes okay so I don't know but when I asked my husband this and I asked him to recount what it was like as you know as a, a teenager he felt that no one understood him that he was sort of sick and tired of of being treated a certain way um no one he wanted to spend time on his own a lot he didn't really want to be with the family a great deal he wanted to take himself away he felt um things were happening to his body and he didn't really understand what was happening to his body he felt great one minute and then dreadful the next you know and it was all very confusing and I think that is probably one of the best ways to describe it to anyone, whether they're, you know, uh, a female friend who's not got to the point that you're at, or it's your, you know, uh, partner, father, brother, son. It's everyone, male or female, can relate yes. to what it's like being a teenager and those strange emotions that were like a little bit scary and you weren't 100% sure what was really going on with your you know, with your body, with your mind, where you wanted to go, the direction you were going in. And I think that probably is a great way to explain to others what you're experiencing. And communication would be the best way to support someone, I feel. Yes. No, absolutely. Keep those channels of communication open. Ask your partner, your, uh, you know, your colleague, your mum, your sister, whoever it is who might be experiencing um, these sort of difficult psychological and physical effects of the menopause, what can you do to make things better for them, easier for them in any particular situation? Keep the, you know, keep those channels open. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and your, your insights from this very human situation that is not spoken about a lot. And, yes. uh, so if there's somebody going through some of this and they would like to reach out to you and contact you, how would they go about doing that? Um, my website is very easy to remember. It's louisebowditch.com. And on there I have a contact form and my email address. I also have uh, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. So I'm contactable through a variety of different channels. And I'm happy to have a um, sort of half an hour chat it can be booked via my website where we can see if we're a good fit to work together and work out how best I can support and um, enable you, empower you to really master your menopause mindset. Fabulous. And we'll put all that details on the website. So if they need to link to you, that'd be great. That's great. Thank you. Thank you ever so much, Louise. You're welcome. Right. It's been a pleasure. Uh, excellent. So I've learned a huge amount of that. <laughs> <laughs> great. Very <laughs> educational. Yes. yes, yes. Nothing at all of what you said you were going to ask me about. No, I, I, I like these. What I found best is um, if you have a plan, but make it conversational. Yes. It, it works really well. So yeah. thank you. Thank you ever yeah, so much. That's great. Thanks very much, John. Nice to meet you. So it's wonderful to share the experience of the, the variety of business owners who, who have so much to give and share and very generous with their time and information. So if you know any business owners or entrepreneurs that would like to share the stories, please do let me know. We um, will do. So many. Excellent. And until next time, I'll see you soon. 
the Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as employment protection, navigating the complex, time-consuming and costs of up to £100,000 per claim for each of our members. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.